0: Hey, this is Brandon J. Clack, and you're tuned into Game Changer. everybody, Brandon J. Clack here with another edition of Game Changer, and I am so excited to jump into another conversation that has the potential to create the kind of future for you that you've been dreaming about. I really believe that, that as we begin to invest more intentionally in the thought process of what the future looks like, we won't be bound to the memories of the past. And through these conversations that we have here on this amazing podcast, we explore some different opportunities for you to have some personal growth. So let's do that today. I have been really considering and contemplating the idea that especially at the beginning of the year, we do a lot of people cutting off. But and and there's no getting around that. But what I would like to suggest to you in this time together is that you are strategic in the transitional relationship moves that you make. So last time that we were together, we did uh, a few moments together on a thought called "Leave Them Alone," and I'm going to really press into that a little bit more again because I want to explore another story that we can extract some nutrients out of that could really be a blueprint for you being in healthy relationships. Number one, I believe that everything that is built upon the kingdom of God is going to come through the lens and the tunnel of relationships. So how you see your relationships, how you value your relationships is really going to be the beginning point of breakthrough. I know a lot of us want the angels and God to send checks in the mail and you know surprise cars end up in our driveway. And I'm not saying that that is beyond the supernatural story strength of whatever God may do in your life. But I would like you to consider this thought that maybe the quality of relationships that you begin to develop could lead you to being more healthy, could lead you to being emotionally stable and could overall help your bottom line and your tax bracket. So I want you to consider the story and the thought of a man named Naaman. Naaman is an individual who in the Bible says is a man that is a tremendous warrior and he has won tremendous battles for the king that he serves under, but he's got an issue called leprosy. Now, before we go any further, I would like you to think about this thought process that it is possible for you to be powerful and pitiful all at the same time now no i'm not trying to talk down to you but i want you to consider that in every area of your life where you are strong i guarantee that there is an area in your life where you are not as strong and so naaman was great with the armor on but the problem is he don't go to sleep as a warrior he goes to sleep as a person and when he would take that armor off there was was a skin condition underneath the armor. So that's where we can kind of draw this practical uh, moment where we can see that Naaman is powerful in one instance. He's a tremendous warrior with all this armor on. And then in another instance, he's incredibly vulnerable with this incurable disease of leprosy. Let's go a little bit deeper. You know, the story uh, where Naaman finds a way to get connected to Elisha and he's about to be healed of his leprosy and he's going to to experience all types of freedom and and, and the remedy is going to come on him. And he goes to the house wherever Elisha is and Elisha doesn't come out and he doesn't get the type of warm welcome that he's looking for. Uh, Let's extract another point out of this. When you are desperate And when you are the one in need, it is very important that you understand that sometimes, here it comes, beggars can't be choosers. When you're the one that is in need, it it would behoove you. That's a good King James word. (laughs) It, It would really benefit you not to be so customized. And what I mean by that is when you're the one in need, let's not customize how you receive. Let's just come to the moment ready to receive. Like for instance, if you don't have a job and you got bills, I don't know if you should turn your nose up at being a janitor. Uh, If if you are the one that that is struggling and and you got to live in somebody's house, I don't know if you should be the one determining when I'm coming home and all that other stuff. So, you know, there are moments in Life where you've got to just kind of fit in where you get in, especially if you're the one trying to make a name or trying to come out of a rut or trying to heal from something. You know, sometimes it's most beneficial for you to just kind of take it the way it is. And Naaman got super upset and he's like, Man, this is so not right. I thought Elisha was going to come out and wave his hand over me and do all this supernatural stuff. And he just sent a servant out. And so the servant comes and the servant regurgitates the remedy. To uh, Naaman, and he basically speaks on behalf of Elisha the exact same words. So Naaman, it it, because of the uh, middle ground person of the servant that is with Naaman, he's able to talk Naaman into, hey, just do whatever you were told. That's just the setup for the real conversation that I want to have with you about a tragic story with a man named Gehazi. Gehazi is the servant that spoke on Elisha's behalf. Now, let me just encourage all of the people that value being a number two or value serving somebody else. The truth is, Elisha gave this incredible prophetic word, these prophetic instructions about how Naaman could be healed and cleansed and all that good stuff. He gave the prophetic instructions to Gehazi. Gehazi is the one... That really was hands on with the problem that was standing before them. So let me encourage you. There is nothing wrong with supporting somebody else. The truth is Gehazi is the one that is able to interact with those moments with uh, Naaman and help him find his solution. So something interesting happens and and nobody is exempt from it after Naaman goes and he's cleansed and he follows all of the instructions. Here comes the meat of the conversation that I want to have with you. After all of that happens, Gehazi is is really standing on behalf of Elisha and Naaman is the one that is healed. So he says, yo, uh, go tell Elisha that I would love to give him some gifts. I mean, his word, his instructions, it changed my life. Life. And Gehazi is listening to this, and and Naaman is like Elisha, can I give you something? And Elisha says, I don't want nothing from you can you please catch this leadership trait really quick sometimes as leaders you need to be okay with helping somebody without any motives attached you don't forget being a leader how about just being a good friend I'm, I'm helping you with some practical conversations tonight or this morning or whenever you're listening to this you need to be okay with helping somebody with pure motives I don't want you to just go and help the richest friends you have and hope that they give you something. Maybe you need to just help somebody without any motive of getting anything in return from them. If you could be okay with that, I got a feeling you could be open up to other opportunities. And so Elisha says, You know what, man? Nah, it's all good. I'm grateful that I could help you. I'm, I'm glad that you were able to avoid death and your little skin is all together now. You're not all as ashy and dry as you used to be. I'm just glad that you're going to live to see another day. And he's like, I don't want nothing from you. And then And watch what Naaman says. Well, can I at least give something to your servant? Because if your servant would not have told me what you said, I might not be where I am. And Elisha says, nah, man, just go in peace. Here is what I want you to watch because I want you to look at the relationship between Elisha and Gehazi. Here's where it gets a bit sticky. Something happened in Gehazi because the servant starts thinking about what he deserved If you're not careful, you are going to develop a I deserve this. Now, hear me. I'm not saying that that you shouldn't want more. And I'm not saying that there's not a godly ambition where you're just ambitious and you want to be all you can be. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But I want to encourage you not to just start to be so entitled that you think you just deserve everything. So, Gehazi takes this mentality. And he says, you know, I deserve these little clothes. I deserve a Fendi belt. I deserve that Gucci backpacker. I deserve to be acknowledged and have my name called. You know, I deserve this. And although Elisha said no, Gehazi says, I don't care what Elisha said. I'm saying yes. Watch this. Here's where it gets interesting. Naaman leaves and Gehazi tracks him down and what he says to him is uh you remember all that stuff you offered us yeah i think i do want it after all and and i and i do want it why don't you give me everything that that i'm supposed to receive now here is what i want you to consider let's be honest in 2019 you had some wins and some wounds which means you know what it is to bounce back. You know what it is to win and get hurt. And sometimes when the wounds are deep, sometimes we look for relief and we just we just want to receive what we think we have coming to us. But I want you to understand that no matter how many bruises that you have or no matter how many battles that you've gone through, I never want you to approach anything arrogantly or with full of bitterness trying to snatch the season that you feel like you deserve. So watch what happens. Uh, Gehazi starts thinking about all of what he deserves. But here is something interesting. Elisha was more concerned about the gifts that he was giving freely. Elijah was concerned about being the remedy not being recognized. You need to write that down. I said Elisha wanted to be the remedy and not and didn't care about the recognition, whereas Gehazi wanted to be recognized. Give me these gifts. Who cares about the remedy? You know, I did this for you, you need to give me something and the wires got crossed. Now here's something that's interesting. I want you to consider this. Anybody or anything or any environment that makes you compromise your convictions you probably need to leave them alone I'm gonna say it again for you because now I'm gonna rattle your cage anything that makes you compromise your convictions something that you feel convicted about Elisha felt convicted I'm not going to take any gifts watch this and Gehazi says nah we're gonna we're gonna compromise that I'm gonna go and I'm going to snatch those gifts I'm going to go get those gifts for you watch what ultimately happens to Gehazi he comes back and Elisha says yo man did not my heart or my spirit did not my spirit go with you when you compromised what I was convicted about I told you that we were not taking anything and you misinterpreted my directives hear me anybody connected to you that will willfully misinterpret misconstrued Change what your stances are. Anybody that will willfully misrepresent you. That's somebody, or some moments, or some environments that you probably need to leave alone. And you're saying, Brandon, how in the world did did Elisha leave Gehazi alone? I'm gonna tell you how. He looks at Gehazi and he says, "Yo, man, let that leprosy that was on Naaman is coming on you and the rest of your life and the rest of your family. That that leprosy is never going to leave your bloodline. Now you need to understand what leprosy means in the Old Testament to fully understand the point that I'm talking about leaving them air quotes on the them leaving them alone if you understand what leprosy is anybody that had leprosy you didn't get to be around people you didn't get to hang out you didn't get to follow anybody what Elisha is essentially saying to Gehazi is that this leprosy is about to separate us because the truth is you don't just have leprosy on your skin you had leprosy in your heart you were already separated from me because you thought that you could go and compromise me behind my back and I not find out about it. So hear me. Don't let anything compromise your work ethic. Don't let anything compromise your do's and don'ts. Many of you in 2019 said that you would never do this or you would never do that or you would never act like this and you customized your character to fit in a circle you were probably never called to fit in. So let me just encourage you right now, what you're carrying on the inside of you is so valuable. Anything that misrepresents it, anything that willfully tries to manipulate, because that's what Gehazi did. He willfully tried to manipulate, uh, begin to manipulate Naaman and try to trick him to take what he thought he deserved. Listen, you don't have time to deal with anybody that if you turn your back, they change the narrative. Man, that's going to help somebody tomorrow morning. If you don't trust that you can turn your back, let me let me put it to you like this. If you got to end every conversation with, don't repeat this, this is just between you and I, don't let this slip out. I don't want this getting back because I don't know. If you got to say that 50,000 times to the person that's on the other line, hang up the phone right now because clearly you don't have the confidence that they're going to hold uh, with discretion what you don't want released. You, my friend, have a Gehazi on your hand. Anything that will misrepresent you and completely change the narrative for their greater good, that makes you look different than your convictions, it's time to leave them alone. This is Brandon J. Clack, and I hope this conversation helped you. I'm not telling you to cut everybody off, but anybody that's going to change the narrative about your stance and your convictions, It's time to leave them alone. I'm Brandon J. Clack. You can reach me on all of your social media platforms. Do me a favor. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button here on this podcast so you can stay up to date with everything that we're doing. I'll holler at you later. Peace.